listening to It Came From Gen X. Back in the battle again. I'm Keith Porter along with two scoops. Billy, Billy Prince Vine. The great Michael Skinner. And my man Brian Fisher. Skin bone and fist bone. We welcome you to uh, our little our little get together each week where we talk about life in the eyes of Gen Xers. And uh we hope that you will uh learn, that you will laugh and well, well, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody laughs at us, <laughs> especially you. We we got that going. We're going to get them to laugh, so they're <laughs> always laughing. So, anyway, hey, what's going on, Fisher? How you doing, brother? Hey, man, how are you? Uh, decent weekend overall. I went out to a dinner with uh, Coach Cooper and uh, lovely uh, Amy on Friday. Popped out, saw them for a little bit. It's been a while since I saw them. Got caught up, and uh, also got to hang out with uh, Dean and Megan. Uh, Keith, who you met at the at your show and all that, so yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. On Facebook, you guys were out and about getting some stuff done. And- yeah, I took mom yesterday to uh, a nice winery out in uh, Doylestown, actually. So the Bent Ladder Winery. I'll give them a mention while we're we're talking about the local stuff here. Yeah, so they have a nice. Yes, yeah, a beautiful place they have an orchard there as well and so they use some of the apples from the orchard they make hard cider and wine they also have draft beer and stuff beautiful place first time there uh good wine yeah go check them out then we had dinner in downtown uh doylestown sally's grill i think it is something like that but great uh you know great bar and grill over there great service so yeah it was a nice uh, nice time with mom good what's in you to doylestown I just looked up wineries near me because you know mom and I haven't been to a winery together in a while, and that one came up, and I'm like, ah, it's like 15 minutes away. I'm not disappointed. Okay. Not disappointed at all. So just something different. Never been. So yeah, check it out. It's always nice to go to different places. Yeah, absolutely. What'd you say, Skinner? How's it going, my brother? Uh, it's going good. Life is back to normal. The basement's back to dry and carpet down i haven't heard you utter those words in a long time <laughs> <laughs> no kidding it seems like one thing after another but uh what no life does normal mean in the skinner household <laughs> normal is just freaking nuts truthfully but uh no things are good i'm back in my studio back at my desk uh with the missus laying there in bed ready to go to sleep listen to us laughing from the one-sided although <laughs> she's got earbuds in you don't hear me yeah no i had a good weekend uh we spent yesterday hauling boxes to the storage unit from mom's house so a little bit of work on sunday but uh, saturday was a low-key day so good to be here i didn't do much this weekend but uh i was excited sunday rock generation got back to work oh very good nice full steam ahead i can't wait to uh to get that thing uh where it needs to be so uh felt good to play some drums. All right, guys. Well, we got a lot to talk about. So uh fish, tell everybody where you can catch the show and we'll get this thing cooking. All right. So first of all, for Keith's band, look for a if you like bad company. That's all they're gonna play. Bad you're, company. You're very funny. You're Start very- to finish. Yep. All the deep cuts. Bad company. Anyway, see. So <laughs> yep. That's right. 
so you might be listening to us on uh, WMVU.org at Global Internet Radio Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull us up there on the app. Uh, play uh, live listen, and you can listen to us right there if you want to. And also there are other fine content. They have other podcasts and music and all kinds of good stuff over there for free. Listen to us whenever you want to on demand. We're on many major podcast platforms, Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Just pull up your platform of choice. Give us a subscribe. And as we post episodes, they'll flow into your feed for you free of charge. You can also listen to us right on our Facebook page at It Came From Gen X. Pull us up there. Give our page a like. Give us a subscribe to our podcast there and listen to us right on Facebook. All episodes are on our YouTube channel, It Came From Gen X. Links to all of our social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Two main areas are Linktree account. Just search Linktree. It came from Gen X. So they get a page with our links. Very simple. Or our website. That's our main area. It came from Gen X, one word, dot wordpress.com. Go there. Links to all promos, episodes, videos, also our social media, all right there on the website. And if you choose to uh, get Keith a Cleveland Brown shirt as well, uh, you can give us a donation there via our Patreon uh, account found right through our website, patreon.com slash itcamefromgenx. If you like our stuff, give us a subscribe, give us a share, give us a like, give us a rating and review. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we appreciate it. It means more than you know, and we appreciate your support out there. Thank you. Yes, we do. And you can also find us at www.howtogetaroundarestrainingorder.com. So check us out. You know, you know well. yeah, yeah. Others, others uh, uh, might be, might be uh, looking, looking for, that, for that, too. that too, which we'll talk about. That would have been a great segue if you could that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yep, do it before I forget. All right, Skidbo, take it away, brother. All right, guys. Uh, so a little bit of world news. Uh, do you guys remember back in 2019, the uh, Notre Dame theater, uh, Cathedral? Uh, massive fire at that uh, right. historic church. Um, some interesting things have developed. Um, first of all, they, they're expecting to all the work to be done by 2024. Uh, long process to try to restore this place with so much damage, but uh, uh, I think last week or maybe the week before, they uncovered tombs and other objects buried underneath the ground while mm. they were preparing the inside for scaffolding to be put up. Uh, one item to note is that they had found a lead, it's a sarcophagus, sarcophagus. Yes, made for a dignitary from the 1300s is what they're dating this thing. It's just a fancy word for a casket. For a- it is. It's a copper or a metal, some kind of metal casket that they only use for dignitaries and very uh, important people back then. So what hmm. they're doing is they're, they're in hopes that the discoveries that they found through this is going to improve and under the understanding of the burial practices uh, of the Middle Ages. I'm pretty fascinated with archaeological stuff. I don't get too involved with it, but when stuff like this just comes out of the blue, it fascinates me. You know, there some horrific event has done some good in finding out some things from the past. So, 
if you got to have a silver lining with all this, with the tragedy or the, you know, the, with the fire, they've found some things that they're going to be able to find some different information. And the archaeologists are, I guess they're going to be in there for about another month or so trying to find all that they can before they start rebuilding this place. But I thought it was a neat story. Something We got a problem, though. We have a problem here. We do. Within, within 30 seconds, you said the word sarcophagus and archaeological. Uh, oh, I, mm. I, I yep. was sure when we started this show there would be no big words. I gotcha. You know, <laughs> so no big words and no math. What, what are you doing, man? Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Do you, you know our audience? Out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that uh, we got words that our friends in Germany like the occasional big word. Big word. That's Step true. it up they a are, bit. They are intelligent. Step it up. Yes. They are intelligent, That's right. so we appreciate them. And uh, we also have some good friends in, in Ireland, I too believe. And yeah. We have to cater to our more intelligent audience, so. Yeah. That's Please. right. I got you. All right. I, I no, love okay. uh, Go ahead. the fact when we find anything that sheds light on not just history, but ancient history. I think it's totally fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, any insight to how people lived and what they did just I'm I'm just blows my mind away as well. So I, where I we came from, yeah, you know, absolutely. And the and when you speak of a culture, when uh, I get fascinated when they see Egyptians or the Mayans, or mm. just a genius. Uh, you know, I mean the pyramid structures that still marvels the scientific mind today. That's funny you 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 bring that up. It's it's funny you bring up the Egyptian pyramids because I had the opportunity to spend two different tours in Egypt when I was in the military. So I was able to tour and go to the Sphinx and go and I I did a horseback riding around the pyramids. What you see in videos and what you see in photos is nothing compared to being standing right next to those things and looking up. It is absolutely incredible i tried taking a picture back then here's a gen x spin a G- i had a 110 film camera that i <laughs> that i took and, and on the big the tallest pyramid i stood at the bottom and i pointed up i'll have to show you guys that next time that we're together i'll have to bring my book and all you see yeah right all you see <laughs> is the tip of the uh, pyramid and a little bit of the blue sky. That's all you. It is just absolutely amazing. But no, I I just want to throw that in there. Pick, you know, the phenomenal things that uh, the Egyptians did, the the Mayans, like you said, and all those from the medieval time, not medieval times, but uh, back there in the, in the uh, middle Middle Ages is what I was looking oh, yeah. for. We'll say the word ancient. How's that? Yeah. How about you, fish? No, not much to, much more to add than that, but I, I share that your your guys' interest in all that stuff. So I don't museums and you see those like the Egyptian exhibits and so forth, it's just the you marvel at the the history and how ornate and how it just burying someone meant something a little bit differently in different times, you know. So right. yeah, yeah, very cool. I'll have to check that out. Gotcha. Real quick, uh <laughs> Pete Davison and Jeff Bezos are in the news again. I don't know if you guys heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Pete Davison's in the news for a very different thing. He was scheduled to go on the Blue Origin flight 
that was supposed to be scheduled for March 23rd, which was Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, however, the they had some problems with the rocket, and they had some additional testing to be done. So he got moved back to next week, and he's unable to attend. So what they are... Yeah, they go to the edge of space, and then it comes back down. Uh, Michael Strahan's done it. Uh, uh, William Shatner. Shatner's done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bezos, what he does is he brings in five paying customers along with himself and usually a celebrity. And Pete Davison was supposed to be doing this. Uh, so they are actually bringing in the chief architect for their suborbital rocket that they're going to be flying in. They're actually going to let him go up in the air, which I thought was a nice gesture. They should have done that on the first flight, truthfully. But um, it was nice to see Pete Davidson on the news for something other than Kim Kardashian or uh, Kanye West. I, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys had heard about uh, the Blue Origin that's going up again next week. Yeah, I heard that, uh, that Kanye West was doing like the safety inspections. Uh, for that flight <laughs> i don't know how he got involved but yep <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah right yep what's this pin what's for the, oh we don't need it that's a that's a seat belt for uh seat four over there it's uh yeah that's what the pins too <laughs> yep i don't know my gosh! <laughs> rich guys and d- rich guys doing stuff with uh, with their money. It's like it's a pretty pretty fascinating. See, but I just won't do it because my mom listens <laughs> to the show. So I- <laughs> yeah, you know you you say that fish about rich guys. It's fascinating <clears throat> where things are today. You know, when we were kids and we thought of astronauts in space, and you know that was a pretty prestigious. Yeah. We looked up to them as national heroes, and now you've got guys that just have a lot of money are going up in space just because. You know what, Skinner? You're you're on to something very important. Um, You you guys might not agree with me. I believe this with all my heart. I've been studying this and paying attention for the longest, but I know for a fact that the government uses Hollywood to soften the country on or ideas before they implement it into society uh, and vice versa. Uh Oh, that's Um, right. But no, seriously. um, I think using celebrities is a way to soften people on the idea of space travel. Um, Because when we talked about space travel before we talked about, you know, probably three highly trained people spent Mm -hmm. a year training for a mission uh, you know, incredibly smart, uh, the the suits, all this stuff. And now the more we talk about space travel, we're talking about, you know, 80-year-old men like William Shatner or, or, or how old he is, or, you know, different, just regular people going up. And I think it's just getting people to the use of the idea of talking about space travel. It's not what we thought about when we were kids and we talked about it. It's softening people up to the idea, hey, you know, the ordinary citizen, will be able to travel up in space. I really I really believe that. I think that's the purpose of using celebrities because it's garnishing more attention. And I think it's going to become a thing of, hey, you want to go up in space, you know, and instead of this big ordeal because we have the technology now to just send an average citizen up to the edge of space, maybe not to the moon or something yet. Uh, but uh, I believe it's getting there. 
So here's a thought. Kanye West, Pete Davidson, and Kim Kardashian in a rocket together. That's right. Put them up on a space station. What the, that thing yep. will... <laughs> That's a great Send series them. right there. Now, I'll watch that one. You get, put them up a, you get the Kim, Pete. Pete. You know, anything large Kim. and white. So just forget, just, forget. <laughs> <laughs> just forget that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, put them on a space station. I'll watch that reality show. You get the... Kim, Pete, and Kanye in space. There's only one, <laughs> one pod back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, all right, who's coming back? Yeah, that would be it's crazy. A, it's a two-seater. Two-seater. Only a two, two, two's coming home. Yeah, is it the two guys? Is it Kim and somebody? Who is it? See, Peter, see? Uh, Fisher brought that story up a couple of weeks ago. I'll run yep. And right after that story, I started reading on stuff that was going on with them, and I was just blown away. Yeah. Uh, I, I Did you guys catch the text? That Pete Davidson posted, yep. exchange between him and Kanye. Crazy. I did not Grow see up. it, but I heard about it. Dude, are, that's fighting words, man. You got to fight oh, after yeah. that. Where are you right yeah. now? In bed with your wife? <laughs> I got to oh, fight man. after that, man. Yeah, okay. All right, Skinner. Thanks a lot, my brother. Okay. So on to the world of music and sports. And uh, musically... There is really not a lot to talk about. No significant birthdays that I care about. No significant uh, deaths or anything that happened. So, the heck with music. Let's talk about sports today. You, you know, know what stuff going actually, on in sports? Ah, there's, a seg- so. there's a segue here a little bit because Kenner was talking about the Notre Dame Cathedral, you know, the, the um, cathedral, right? How they uncovered some remains and all that. A similar story. I heard that they, at Notre Dame College, they recently uncovered the remains of former quarterback Brady Quinn's career with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that oh. or not. So, and yeah, the Browns are making the news again. I think I heard something. I heard something, Keith. God, listen. There's a segue for you. That I, I don't watch. You know, they, they've said that uh, wrestling is a male soap opera. Mm-hmm. Or that we watch sports for the drama. And it's such a true statement. But I have never been more entertained with the drama of, of sports, particularly the NFL, mm-hmm. without no, not even football season, as I have been these last few weeks. Uh, it's it has been crazy. It has been fascinating. It started off with the announcement of the return of the shortly retired Tom Brady. That Back was after, before that, that was Did Russell Aaron Wilson Rogers and Aaron Rodgers. And, the biggest yeah. Okay, yes, that's, that's, that's true, but that wasn't, that was just football. No, that yeah. wasn't but, earth-shattering, but. Yeah, it wasn't earth-shattering. Right after that to get but back the, in the, the news. But the Brady thing was fascinating because of the side <laughs> story. <laughs> we yeah. all laughed at the guy who probably told his wife, honey, I'm going to spend all our life savings on this football. <laughs> and it, yeah. <laughs> In about 10 years, it's going to be worth about $5 million. And, y'all, and we're going to retire. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. And then a little thing in football called uh, free agency began. And there's so many stories happening. But we're going to focus on one particular team today because you morons uh, need your parents to dress you, obviously. <laughs> 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 the, the Cleveland Browns 
And if I had to put a Gen X fan on this, the, the question I would I'm going to ask you guys before I go ahead is: Is this your father's Cleveland Browns, or is this a new era? Now, that being said, uh, we I asked the question because we have seen we got Baker Mayfield first round pick. Things are different. We saw him go to the playoffs. Things are going to be different. We saw when they got when they had Jarvis Landry and then later signed Odell Beckham, everybody lost their mind. Oh, my gosh, the Browns are going to be different. We see how that turned out. So here we are now. The Browns are dominating the headlines again. <laughs> again. Um, let's, let's, if, if you, unless you've been in a coma, let me catch up to date real quick. The Browns, <laughs> like any other football team who had any common sense, uh, tried to upgrade their roster. Now, they went after Deshaun Watson, and when I say went after, they interviewed him. Now, this is controversial in itself because Deshaun Watson is facing 22 civil lawsuits uh, for sexual assault. But it did not, 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 didn't stop teams from going after him. During, not even after the interview, but during the interview, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Baker Mayfield went on social media, which in my opinion has been the bane of young people in sports, uh, as far as athletes are concerned, they need to stay off social media altogether. It has ruined more careers and lives. But he went on social media basically saying, Oh, goodbye, and this and that, which I thought was completely crying and whiny. You didn't hear Sam Darnold in, 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 uh, in uh, Carolina doing this, and Carolina certainly went after uh, Deshaun Watson. But Baker went on and gave us apologies. Now, Deshaun Watson did his interview. Had his agent notify Cleveland a few days later, you are out of the running. Now, I'm speculating. I don't know this for a fact. But I think after that, the uh, Baker felt like, well, I got Cleveland by the you-know-whats now. Your little attempt to get Watson failed. You need me. So now I'm going to do what Aaron Rodgers did and say trade me. And, and hopefully cash in on that. They're going to kiss my butt and come back with a – $200 million deal. Well, Cleveland did do that. <laughs> Just not to him. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. yep. After his trade me, Hassel said, you know what? I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> Went up yeah. to Sean Watson and slapped a piece of paper on it with the numbers 230, is it 230? $230 yeah. million. $250 total. 230 to, guaranteed. And, and <laughs> guaranteed every penny of it. <sighs> Every penny. He gets, his, he gets his by bus tomorrow. Pay me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But anyway, yep. Deshaun Watson, uh, not being a fool, sign that contract. Because, listen, if they put that in my face, go Browns. <laughs> so yeah. he mm -hmm. signed that contract. Baker Mayfield got what he asked for. He's the odd man out now. Certainly, he immediately requested to be traded to the Indianapolis Colts, who today signed Matt Ryan as their new quarterback. Uh, he is the biggest sucker idiot in Cleveland right now, and I don't even know where to begin with Cleveland, guys. So there's so many elements to this, this subject, which is why I wanted to make it my only topic today, pretty much. There's economics. There's morality. There's legality. Um I, I don't know where to begin. So, Skinner, I'm going to start with you. First of all, we understand that we don't know what's going to happen with the league, mm -hmm. which is going to depend on what happens with these civil lawsuits, guys. 
And I'm afraid, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're guilty in a civil lawsuit, it means you're guilty, period, in my opinion. There just was not enough evidence in the court of law to convict you. But On a criminal side. Right, and a criminal, right. right. So if this guy uh, gets caught up in, 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 and loses a civil case, there could be severe penalties by the league. And you know there's going to be protesters. You gave a guy, what, a season for betting 1500 bucks? You know, you gave a guy six games uh, for one sexual assault charge. Roethlisberger had, what, six games or something like that? What are you going to do with 10, 15, or if all 22 of them are, you know what I'm saying? So everybody was mm-hmm. like, man, Cleveland all in. They got one of the most spectacular athletes. <clears throat> but I hear a lot of people saying this was the dumbest move at all. Skinner, talk to me, brother. Oh, I don't even know where to begin, truthfully. I know we've been talking back and forth between the cast and and, and Mike Jr. Uh, speaking of which, uh, kudos uh, and thanks for uh, Mike Jr. behind the scenes, making us sound better than we are. And to uh, Chris, Chris Dominic, uh for all he's done there at WNVU, um, taking four guys at the time and saying, hey, I'll bring you guys in and let's see what we can do. And here we are today. So we thank you, Chris. Um, with that being said, you've got morality issues. You've got financial issues. You've got football issues. You've got business issues. They're all separate. Let's just focus on the morality side right now. You've got all these Browns fans that are on the female sector saying, I'm not going to root for them because they did, they're doing me wrong. Well, you, they're not doing you wrong. They're doing the gender wrong. First of all, what I found out from a little bit that I've done is there are 22 cases in the civil courts right now. Not one of them is for touching, groping, or physical whatsoever. It's all because he he asked for or demanded sexual favors but did not physically act on it. Now, Michael's heard... So Mike and Mike Jr. said, "Okay, Dad, I heard something about that. There were two that were uh, that possibly." And my rebuttal, if you guys remember, to him was, "Well, if that was the case, they wouldn't have dismissed earlier in the week prior to him signing signing off on the contract, or before Cleveland even offered that money. They would not have done that. At least I hope Cleveland would not have done that. Had there been a criminal case that would be starting, so that's the morality side." You got the financial side. When is a Cleveland team throwing $250, $250 million to anybody or even a group of players? You know, the the Cavaliers threw some stupid money back in 2016, 2017, some awful contracts, but they ended up getting a championship out of it. You look at baseball side with Cleveland Indians. They don't throw $250 million out to a team over a two-year or three-year period. So it's 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 uh it's history making just on this one contract alone. Well, yeah, but not just history making. Uh, I think the question has to be: Did you mortgage Cleveland's future? Um, number one, with with mm-hmm. that type of a signing, are you going to be able to keep key players in the next year or two who are going to have no. contracts coming up? Uh, also, you let's not forget you didn't just sign away. That money you gave away three first round picks, and I think a fourth and a fifth. 
So for the next three years, <laughs> top level first round players, this Cleveland just sent it out. You're not going to be able right. to get those players on a rookie contract, which would help you when you're paying out that much money. So right. uh, anything happens to Deshaun Watson, injury, uh, you know, legal, whatever. I mean, they're, they're going to be in a mess right now. Now, Fish, if it pays off and he plays, it has changed the face of the AFC North, which mm-hmm. Cleveland two years ago was a playoff team. Okay. Last year, I think it was an anomaly. I think Baker was hurt. Obviously, the Beckham thing wasn't working, but obviously the players were still there. The quality of players were still there. Best two-headed running game, great offensive line, uh, one of the best pass rushers in the business, and and Miles, um, and a great secondary. Now, that being said, the Cincinnati Bengals have emerged as a, I don't even want to say Super Bowl contender because you went to the Super Bowl, but as one of the top teams in the league. Their biggest glaring problem was their secondary and their offensive line. They went directly into free agency and addressed yep. it. So mm-hmm. with all on paper, they look better. Mm-hmm. The Ravens ha- are always a great team. They have Lamar Jackson. You can never count them out. They had a little bit of uh, adversity uh, the last football season, but they are still the Baltimore Ravens. Um, now you have the, the Steelers, who are certainly an upgrade in quarterback over Ben Roethlisberger for his age and attrition. Um, a lot of people, including Mike Greenberg, says uh, Trubisky is going to shock people because uh, if our offensive coordinator gets him back to playing, which people forget, and I can play the clip for you, he was an MVP candidate his first year in Chicago when they let him play his offense. But Nagy mm-hmm. changed the offense, tried to make him a pocket passer instead of letting what Buffalo did with Josh Allen, who looked like a bust his first two years. They changed it, let him play his game. Now he's an MVP candidate. If Trubisky gets to do that, and we have a good running game, we've addressed our <laughs> offensive line and things like that. Pittsburgh Steelers should have a decent team. So you're looking at probably one of the other, other than NFC West, uh, the one of the best divisions in football. Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. Wow. Those are three MVP candidates right there off the rip. What is this going to do to the AFC North fish? Like you say, it, it definitely changes the game. I mean, it's it, it's like this is the this is the new wave we're going to see probably in the NFL for quite a while. If the Rams did it last year, they said, you know what, we got we got some talent. We're running out of time. I mean, that's right. Yep, we're going to cash it in. We don't care about the future right now. We got to get the we got to get the quarterback, get the big name guys that we need. Try to win now. See what happens. You roll the dice. Hopefully you win, and then you got a year or two out of that. And then, like you say, you're you're going to deteriorate and you're going to sink down for a while. But at least you're hoping to get a championship out of it and cash in in that respect instead of going. I, I yep. got you running around because I think you you're really hoping to get two championships out of it because. A lot of yep. people don't want to talk about this, but the Rams are screwed for a while. Sure. Yeah, the Rams are hit for a while. They got a lot of cap problems. They and then they just renewed uh Matthew Stafford. I think they're they're captivated by the moment. Yeah. And 135 of that was guaranteed. So I think you want to try to dominate and get two out of it. I think they did that with, with uh Kansas City. They gave Mahomes that half a billion dollar contract and they were mm-hmm. shocked. 
uh, their second Super Bowl, and they were shocked last year not even making it. So uh, it's you can look dominant one year, but man, this yep. is the NFL, baby. Who would have thought Kansas City wouldn't be going, but the Cincinnati Bengals would be going? Now, if I'd have told sure. you that beginning of the year, you just told me I was on crack. So I don't know, man. This is crazy. Now, the other issues with this is this case. Um, you never want to be insensitive to those who, if there are victims in this case, um, mm-hmm. you don't want to put football, winning, money, all that stuff ahead of of victims. I think that's interesting what you told us, Skinner, because I didn't I didn't know that. Um, but that doesn't change anything. Um, no. And you, you tell me something once, it's like, okay, twice even still. But 22 just has me like, man, either this guy's involved in the biggest conspiracy against him or something's up for 22 cases. Now, I'd like to hear why the criminal stuff was dropped. I'd like to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's kind of telling. And nobody's talking about that. But here's my question. Here's my hypothetical question to you. Especially, I got this just for you, Skinner. I feel special. Yes. Let's suppose he's found guilty in however many, if not all, of the civil cases, okay? And then when he finally does take the field, Cleveland, being that dominant team that they should be, wins a championship. He would have done what no other quarterback in the history of the Cleveland Browns has ever done. How are you going to feel about that being your hero? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, I I don't know how to answer that. Um, it's a heck of a thought to think about, isn't it? It it's a terrible thing. It's a it's a terrible thing to think about. Truthfully, now. Not only are those 22 cases, but those are 22 massage therapists. So it's not just any Joe Schmo or Jane Doe or whatever you want to say, just that he founded a bar and tried taking her home. This is 22 massage therapists that have given him a service, as in a masseuse, and he's demanded other favors. Other favors. So... That doesn't lessen the charge. That doesn't lessen the the situation. He needs to go see my massage therapist because I didn't have to ask. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. I wasn't going to go there, but you I, I didn't have, have to ask. <laughs> what is this idiot doing? I don't have a lot of money. I didn't ask. <laughs> so what a moron. The question, the question I pose back to you is, is he that stupid? to do something not only once, twice, three times, but does it almost a do- two dozen times? I mean, that's a bad look for yourself as a human being. That's bad look for the NFL. It's a bad look for whatever team you're associated with. But, but we know so, when people do things like this, brains is not part of the equation. I mean, look at the owner of the Patriots. Seriously, dude, you're a billionaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, you get he's caught up in something like that. Yes, okay. So, Fish, uh, the reason why I asked that, and I want to be full, full disclosure here, is because we all know um, recently retired Ben Roethlisberger got caught up in a uh, sexual assault case a while back. Technically, there were two of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was looking at a lot of trouble. Um, No criminal charges were filed. You know, that that whole thing was, was 
You know, you can argue it one way or the other. But I'm going to be honest with you. As a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I was like, he shouldn't be allowed to play. I really felt that way. I loved the guy, but that's the way I felt because I thought that was something bigger than uh, than football. Now, years later, I can't bring it up without idiot Browns fans, namely the one in the box below us, <laughs> saying things like rapists, things like that, right? So that's why I asked him, what if this guy is guilty of the civil cases and he does win for Cleveland? How will you feel about this guy being your hero? Do you think this will haunt Cleveland if he is guilty and he does win with them? All those, listen, all those civil lawsuits pretty soon, they're all going to, you're going to hear about that. All going to settle. It'll be non-disclosure. Hell yeah. That's right. They're all going to settle. That may cost him $50 million or whatever the hell it is or whatever it is. It's, it's all going to settle. They're going to have some non-disclosure agreements. It's going to be very hush-hush. There's going to be two, 22 new millionaires. That's right, 100%. <laughs> and if you, Excellent if, point. They're probably, those are the people on the phones right now, what's this going to take to get you yep. to go away? They're uh -huh. going to say, nope, we're going to give you this I or that. I guarantee that's what's going on. Absolutely. I guarantee what's going on. Okay. Well, yeah, guys, you, well there's you guys... smoke, there's fire. He's a creep. He, he did some stuff that's probably inappropriate, right? Uh, he At the end of the day, if he wins, you're going to win over a lot of people. Deodorant. You're going to win over not all of them. You're going to win over a lot right. of people, men and women, who are just simply going to be happy. And mm -hmm. it's obvious all this stuff is what the owners are banking on, that it, you win, a lot of this stuff gets washed away. There's plenty of dudes yes. out there that have done a but, lot of questionable shit, yep. and they, 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 but they won, and people forget about it. That's what they and, say. And winning is the best deodorant. Now, here, right. here's the here's the thing, though. Um, if he settles those out of court, which that's a, a great point, and I think that's what will happen. Money does a lot of things. Um, will the NFL and can the NFL still enforce punishment if he settles like that? Um, I don't think so. Okay. There's no if there's no evidence and there's no case. And I think at the worst point, even though even though if he wins, it will cover a multitude of faults that people will love to pretend to forget. Uh, I think the NFL is going to alienate a large percentage, and I don't want to just say of their their female audience because I was watching first take today, and Stephen A. kept throwing the questions back to Molly and this other lady on there. And the one lady made a good point. She goes, you know what? This ain't just a women perspective. Any man with any decency should feel the same way as we feel, too. Mm -hmm. So quit saying I want to hear your opinions. And I thought that was just a great point. So um, yeah. I, I love to think that this guy's not guilty. Um, but if he is, I, I, I hope these 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 ladies get their due just. Um, now, this is I, I pure, go ahead, buddy. And it can make amends. You know, I mean, it's like it, you had you had like a like a Michael Vick is a pretty good example, a heinous act, you know. But he uh, he he came out though. He had he said, "Listen, this was wrong, and it was sincere." And a lot of people did not forgive him, but a lot of people did. And he just said, "You know, so you have not heard." And that you said a great word. That was heinous. And I'm going to yeah. say this, and I might tick off some people, especially some ladies, because of what Skinner just told us a minute ago. Look here, ladies, get over yourselves. I'm sure you get hit on an ass stuff every other day. It ain't like he drug you in the back of an alley or something. 
Because no, if that's what if that's too. the worst that he did. Yep. I, I, haven't, I haven't heard much from him either. I have not no. heard Deshaun Watson step Nothing up and say, all. listen, guys. That's the thing. You know, if he says some if he says, Hey, listen, all this happened, you know, I sorry if I you know, whatever. Or he made us it'd be interesting to see what he does. If that's the worst that happened, then I don't know. I don't know. We really don't know a whole lot. We don't. We, there's a lot we don't know. So all in all, this is talking from a p- football perspective. Um, this is uh, one of the most dynamic players we've seen in a long time. His college coach from Clemson warned the NFL: if you pass on him, you're passing on the Michael Jordan of football. He proved us, proved him right on a bad Houston Texans team. He mm-hmm. seemed like a force of nature. Um, Cleveland with that guy. That running game, Amari Cooper, and some things they got to fix. Wow. That is just going to be one heck of a football team. I think the AFC North is just going to be must-see football like the NFC West. So They're trying to so re-sign couple, Landry now, too. If you saw that or I not. I was to say, so I've that, got a couple caveats, caveats to go to this. Jarvis they, they Landry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Jarvis Landry and um, the defensive end. Um, um, Clowney. Yeah, Clowney, they have both come back to Cleveland and said, no, they've both come back since the signing of Deshaun Watson and said, restructure, I want to I want to play for the Browns again. Well, that was a smart move for Jarvis Landry, but I could, I thought uh, Clowney just signed with someone. If he did today, then I don't know about it. But as of yesterday, but uh, another caveat that I found out is that Haslam is tied to Deshaun Watson through the attorney or their counsel that the same counsel that helped uh um uh what uh, um damn it haslam's uh who was it flying jays uh his gas station company uh and that debacle that happened down in tennessee a couple years back um the counsel that was uh representing haslam is also representing uh Deshaun Watson in his case. So I want to think that the Browns, especially Haslam, especially D Haslam, if there's some kind of merit to physical or mental or verbal abuse of a woman by this man, I would hate to think that she would put business first over, over that. They had to have done some kind of due diligence knowing that there's either nothing there or it's very minor that they can go ahead and spend this kind of money, which, mind you, they've never done, and allow everything knowing that there is going to be pushback from a lot of people by signing this guy during this time. Whatever happens, Cleveland's going to be a butt of jokes again in football, win or lose. If he wins... A lot of people will for will forget, but there's going to be also a lot of people that's going to be like, mm, you kind of sold your soul out to, in some respects. Now again, yeah. he may come in and win. He may say some things. He may make amends. He may be a terrific member of the Cleveland community and make up for that stuff. And I guarantee his people are probably telling him the same shit. You better get your ass out there and do all these things and really be at a stellar, stellar, stellar member of the community. If you screw up and you have this crap again. Then you're really, you know, sinking your your career after these couple of years or whatever it is. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll probably never get to the level, whatever happens of the of the Cavs championship in 2016, because that was just local. Bo- it, it, it'll never reach that level of of euphoria 
But yeah. Right. Uh, local boy does good. I mean, you can't beat yep. that. So anyway, anyway. just as, as of the 21st of this month, um, Clowney could be coming back and uh, Landry could be coming back, but Clowney is looking most likely at signing with the Vikings, but it is a possibility. Mm. Okay. Thank you guys. Great input. I appreciate it. It is a fascinating story to watch, and I don't like using the words fascinating or there could be possible victims involved. I don't mean that in any disrespect, but certainly uh, something to watch. Okay. All right, let's see some you know, pop culture stuff here, guys. So, uh, one of the uh, bigger stories in the world of uh, daytime television, Maury Povich has announced his retirement. Uh, see, let's see, it's he's on his thirty-first season. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> So it's going to complete huh. its original episodes in September 2022 and will not return after another season. Uh, he said he was ready to retire actually six years ago, and the NBC approached him and you know, convinced him basically to stay on. And uh, he has decided that he is done. I don't even know. Like you said, I wasn't even aware that that was still on the air. There's not a lot of those iconic daytime I, maybe there are. I don't know. I just I never got in the world of daytime television myself. I remember Dad watching like Merv Griffin in the afternoon after work and stuff like that, like at four or five in the afternoon back in the day and stuff like that. But anyway, so I, he's definitely known for all like the you know he's your father or he's not the father and all that crap. So yeah. I don't know. Different world for me. Never got into it. What do you guys think of uh, Maury Povich, the Maury Povich show? Any thoughts, Keith? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to be fair, and I'm going to balance it. Well, my mom, who, as you guys know, is is, is my pastor. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm the assistant pastor at my church. My mom, when she preached, she always said, let's balance things. She didn't always want to say, blah, 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 this way without being fair and balanced on the other side. And I'm going to balance this. Um, I didn't know he was still on the air. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they asked him to come back. Obviously, there was a ratings there for him. Sure. Um, and as far as daytime television, which you, I'm with you, Fish. I, I find daytime television depressing. Yeah. Very depressing. I think it's very droning. Uh, it means that you're home, first of all. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, I'd rather be either working or busy or at the gym or something. Um, I just find all those shows mind-numbing. Um, the Maury Povich show, to me, was the biggest piece of garbage I've ever seen next to the Jerry Springer show. Yeah. I yep, had never right on seen par. a show that did the exact same garbage every single episode. And it was, it was you could predict it. You are not the father. Ah! You're running in the back. Yep. The, you know, yep. first they come out, you know, and Maury, let me tell you about him. Uh, he pregnanted me up. You know what I'm saying? And and he come out, oh, no, she's a hoe. I didn't touch her. She slept with all these other guys. I am absolutely 100% he's the father. He is not the father. She screams. Then the same guy who called her seven kinds of hoes runs in the back and goes, it's okay. I'll be there for you. Then she comes back two weeks later after her 15th trip. I'm sure that this guy's the father. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely sure this one is. Are you kidding me? What kind of a whore are you? 
I mean, guys, stop it. And who are you nasty guys all sleeping with this girl unprotected? You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I just thought it was absolute garbage television. It was mind-numbing, and, 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 and it was awful. Now, I'm going to be fair and balanced. This. I used to criticize the Jerry Springer show, and a lot of people did. That show lasted, and it's still on the air today, has lasted the test of time. And Jerry Springer, with all his little soliloquies at the end of every show, he really he, he, he is an intelligent man. Uh, you know, he says all these little things at the end and make a little sense or whatever. But he said something one time, and I think it was at, at the end of his movie that he made. And I thought that was fair. And he said, you know, a lot of people criticize my show and, you know, garbage television or trailer park, this and that. He goes, everybody in this world is at the intelligent type or has these great relationships or, or whatever. There is a, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but there is a, uh, line of people who this is how they live this is how they think they might not be very educated they might not have a whole lot of money or whatever do they not deserve to have something of their own as well i'm like okay that's fair enough but i think anybody of any intelligence intelligence you are dumbing down your mind if you sit and watch any of that garbage i think it's just absolutely stupid and i think it's detrimental to your brain yeah, I'm with you. It's like you, you compare it to earlier formats, like Phil Donahue would come out and actually have intelligent conversations mm, with yeah. guests and stuff like that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, little so, boy, I love Phil Donahue. Yeah, Mike I Douglas, Merv Griffin, all that stuff back in the day. So, yeah, any any fan of daytime TV, uh, Skinner? Hell no. You know, <laughs> up till two years ago, I didn't know what the hell daytime television was. I work, I've worked eight to five it works in the daytime yeah no shit um ever since i started my first day at mccord air force base in in uh tacoma washington back in may of 1992 i've worked day shift i've never worked anything other than nine to five so i don't know daytime television other than up until those last two years and now that i'm working from home and I'm quickly turning the channel when I start seeing this crap on TV that's on there today. There's a TV television show called The Real, R-E-A-L. There's a bunch of damn women I've never heard of, and I listened to them talk for about five seconds, and they made my ears hurt. It's, and uh, so I tend to find I've got noise on the background when I'm working, so I've watched a lot of uh, Netflix and I watched a lot of Hulu stuff because I want nothing to do with that daytime television crap. It's funny you talk about Jerry Springer. Did you know that he was the mayor of Cincinnati in the great state of Ohio? So the man has got he's got uh, he's got an education. He's very well res very well respected in the community that uh, he grew up in and where he lived and worked. Um, so it's kind of odd that he went from being a mayor of Cincinnati to Jerry Springer, the soap opera for hillbillies and rednecks. And people that can't think for themselves. He found a niche. And ran a, with it. Yes, in a, I can't find a word I'm looking for, but in a uh, a part of America that needed to mm -hmm. be addressed. He found a, a, an, an audience you know, uh, it that was untapped up in America. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, made him filthy, filthy rich. And right. other people have, have gotten shows like Steve 
his bouncer. He's gotten famous from that show and That's so right. on and so on. So listen, let me let, let me say this too. And the thing about daytime television that bothers me the most of uh, soap operas. Let's talk about soap operas. They've been around for so long. Since the 60s. You know why I can't stand soap operas? I've got to have finality eventually. A story that just keeps going on and on and on. Like, you know, I have my favorite shows at night or they might come on TV that I enjoy. But after a while, you got to whatever storyline is going on, it's got to come to some kind of finality and then move to the next one. Not just keep this going forever. That drives me crazy. By the way, guys, if you want to watch an excellent show, there is nothing on TV new better than Endgame. Phenomenal. You got to check that out. All right. Okay. So, hey, not much of a segue, but I wanted to bring up something real quick. We're, um, it had nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I wanted to get it in here before the show ends. Uh, Keller Williams Realty here locally in uh, the Akron, Cleveland area. Has a young upcomer called uh, Young Buck that's uh, selling a lot of homes lately. His name is Cody Rankin, and I wanted to give him a shout out because he's getting ready to help us sell my mom's uh, mom-in-law's house. Um, he, if you remember Coach Cooper when he was uh, working on his uh, childhood home for his mom and dad there in Kenmore, Cody was able to come in and sell that house within I think it was less than twenty-four hours. So. As I'm sitting here listening to you talk about all this garbage that's on daytime television, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Cody uh, and all the work that he's done. He's a young kid. Um, I think he's been in the business maybe five years now, so he's just starting to get his feet wet, per se, and starting to get the ball rolling. And uh, so anybody that's out there that needs uh, needs assistance in the real, t- real estate, uh, contact Keller Williams, more importantly, Cody Rankin. Yeah, I know, I know he's out there on Facebook. I know he's out there on Facebook, by the way, Cody is. So you can find him there. Okay, so looking at the This Week in Pop Culture History. So tonight is March the 21st. This evening, back in 1980, you talk about uh, storylines and you know, big moments and everything else in soap opera. So this was the era of the evening kind of soap opera the evening drama was huge uh you might recall the, the television heard show the world is, you're that's not talking right about the shot heard around the world are you yes indeed so on dallas which was a huge huge evening drama at the time uh the final episode of that particular season was the famous jr ewing getting shot by somebody who shot jr it was one of the Yes, that was probably one of the most ingenious uh, marketing ploys that any te- television show at the time it came up with, certainly. Because like you say, there were t-shirts, it was headlines, it was all kinds of talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that crazy? So, so it was. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, you know it was Christ, Kristen Shepard, who was Jr.'s mistress, who did the deed. Dallas ran for twelve and a half seasons in its original run, and returned to television with some of the original cast back in 2012. Uh, and unfortunately, Larry Hagman, the actor who played the iconic role, died that same year, and that was kind of the end of Dallas. But that was 
Dallas Dynasty, some of those shows back in that era were just humongous draws, you know. So, yeah, I was not really, really a big Dallas. I didn't get into those shows, but I knew as a kid that that was that was a big deal. You knew what that was. It was everywhere at the time. Were you a Dallas? Did you watch it, or were you a fan as a kid, or was that too young? No, you, were I, you too young back then? Go ahead. I loved every bit of it. I, I watched Dallas. I don't want to say religiously, but pretty much. Um, I thought Lucy Ewing was the finest thing on television at the time. Um, I was totally captivated in the whole Who Shot JR thing as well. Uh, and then a new show came out, and that became my show. Uh, I like Dallas, but man, when Dynasty came out, that was it. Yeah, that me. was huge. Yeah, I didn't yep. care enough for Falcon Crest. But I that loved, was another one I was thinking I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, but I but I loved me some Dynasty, man. Good stuff. It was fun. That's what we had back then. You know, we didn't have all the things, you know, the shows we have now and this and that streaming. So that was that was nighttime television, you know, at its finest. So the dramatic. It went from the, the funny sitcoms to the I don't want to say campy drama shows, but they were, you know, Love Boat, uh you know, fantasy island. Oh, yeah. But this was the 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 most serious TV had got at the time, as far as you know, having affairs and murder and big business and things like that. So yeah, I was totally wrapped up in it. Skitter? Yeah, very good. Not me. I was too busy playing my pinball machine in my bedroom or playing the Mattel football handheld games. Mom watched that stuff at night and I have wanted nothing to do with it, truthfully. <laughs> and I, I I'm a few years behind you guys. You guys are three years older than me, so 1980, I would have been going on nine years old. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's before my time, truthfully. But yeah, even even the reruns. My mom used to watch the damn reruns, and I did. I just that's just not me. Falcon Crest, Dynasty, Dallas. I know who J.R. Ewing is. I know he got shot. But as far as anything else with those stories, I have no no idea. Yeah, it was, but uh, yeah, nope. That's kind of like the the Kardashians are celebrating their twentieth season. And I've yet yet to watch a minute of it. So who? <laughs> the Kardashians, right? I hear you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't watch that crap. All right, that's uh, yeah. We're just checking the time here. Uh, psh, psh, just super fast headlines here. This day in nineteen fifty-two, just from the local area. Alan Freed hosted the very first rock and roll concert, the Moondog Coronation Ball of 1952 at the Cleveland Arena in in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. was the first rock and roll concert to be shut down by local authorities as well. And like you talked about this on a private circuit, this is uh, this this since you know this is why Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's known as the birthplace of uh, of rock and roll. Because of uh, really, Alan Freed was a key uh, driver in in all of that. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, I don't think he had a clue what he was starting, uh, yeah. but he saw an opportunity to push a growing fad, if you will, and he was one of the outspoken voices that that had uh, that had a uh, a tool, if you will, and that was the microphone uh, to push these concerts. And because he was, a, people know him as a great DJ, but his promotional skills is what drew all these acts to him. He was a great promoter, and uh, 
that's why he's considered the godfather of, of, of rock and roll. Man, he was he was something else, man. Heck of a story. Again, I mentioned this before because we did talk about Alan Freed before, but watch the movie Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll. Fascinating, but excellently told. And you'll learn about Alan Freed and a lot of those guys, how it all began. All right. So we had a, a, a story about Cleveland that had a lot of, you know, emotion and it, it could be a lot of turmoil in Cleveland with the Deshaun Watson coming to Cleveland. So I can't think of a better re- a better way to wrap up the show talking about a reflecting on a positive story in Cleveland with the first rock and roll show with the late great Alan Freed, and uh, so on that note, Skinner, do you want to rock us out of here, please? How was that? All was, right, yeah, yeah, so yeah so. that was okay. That was quite all right. No, uh, very interesting for, we don't, we try to stay nationally and even globally with the show at times, but uh, very localized this week and um, absolutely. So I hope you all enjoyed our show. I hope you enjoyed our commentary. If you have an opinion you'd like for us to hear or discuss, get a hold of us on our Facebook page or website. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to it came from Gen X at gmail.com i believe they came from jet x 330 at gmail.com at gmail.com so for brian fisher and keith porter i'm michael skinner we thank you once again for the listen and we will talk to you next week thank you